right, so welcome back to the Marriott Center here in Provo, Utah, where the BYU Blues beat the BYU Whites by a score of 88 to 68. Let's give you tonight's new skin data discovery brought to you by New Skin. Discover the best you. What has Mark Durant discovered in tonight's blue-white box score? Well, I, I mean, I kind of knew about a lot of guys, and I was most interested to see about guys that have been away a little bit, and I thought uh, I thought Luke Worthington played really, really well, Dalton Nixon, uh, Zach Selyus. All those guys, I think, look in shape, uh, look confident, and look like they can contribute. So I, I was uh, pleased with the performance of those return missionaries. All right, that's the data discovery. And the final stats show that the Blues defeated the Whites on 60% shooting from the field tonight. The Whites with 49%. BYU Blues, 44% from the arc. The Whites, 31 The free throws went to the Whites tonight, 88% to 70%. Second chance points, even tonight. Uh, bench points, Blues plus 4. Points off of turnovers, uh, BYU Blue plus 12 at 20 to 8. Two ties, six lead changes, large lead for the Blues, 21, as they win it by 20, 88 to 68. Individual numbers now. Yoli Childs, 23 points, 11 of 16 from the field. 20 for TJ Haas, 8 of 12 from the field, 4 of 7 from 3. 20 for Elijah Bryant, 7 of 10 from the field, and 4 of 5 from 3. That's some great shooting text. And then the Zach Selyus, 10 points, 3 of 5 field, 2 of 4 from the arc. 9 for Nick Emery on 4 of 8. So those are all great shooting numbers for this blue team tonight. Uh, Peyton Dastrop adding 4 points and Evan Troy with 2. Leading rebounder for the Blues was Zach Selyus. So he goes 10 and 8 in his first game back off an LDS mission. You said, you said he does stuff. That's the great thing about him is because uh, you got kind of the guys, the TJ, and they're going to shoot a lot, Nick and Elijah. And, and Zach will be just the kind of the other guy. And the thing that's great about that is he's a really good other guy. He'll knock down the open threes. He'll get the rebound. He'll get the steal. He's very reliable defensively, uh, very fundamentally sound. And so when you can add a guy like that in the mix, that's just beautiful. And he and that's you probably see a lot of nights like this from him. And he's going to have to rebound well because he's going to have to you know go inside and, and be a rebounding force with Mika gone. Ten points, eight rebounds, an assist, and a steal for Zach Selyus. The white team was led by Dalton Nixon's 19 points on 8 of 11, and he was a perfect 7 for 7 inside the arc tonight. Dalton Nixon was a great down low. And he's another guy. I mean, he's the kind of the 6'7 athletic guy that can play inside and out like Aselius, and you need those kind of guys if you want to play that. You know, we always talk about positionless basketball, but that's what you're talking about, a guy that can do it all, and uh, Dalton was fantastic, and it's not easy coming back and credit Kevin Nixon, I'm sure he's worked with him and the coaches and getting getting guys ready. Looks to be in great shape, jumping well. I mean, that's not easy to do coming off a mission. He looked very poised and uh, comfortable out there. 16 for Luke Worthington on 7 of 11. 14 for Hardnett on 3 of 9. And 12 for Bergeson on 4 of 11. But 4 of 8 from 3 for Ryland. Kajon Brown had five, and Braden Shaw had two. McKay Cannon played and did not score, and that is your scoring for the Whites. They're led in rebounds by Luke Worthington, six. Leading assist man, Joshua Hardnett with seven. So Hardnett with seven assists. How about Elijah Bryant with eight? Elijah goes 20 points, five rebounds, eight assists, and no turnovers in 34 minutes. Eli, last year, we just wanted him to look healthy and look right. We never really got there. And now he looks good, looks healthy, and played great tonight. It gives you a lot of options because all those guys can run the point. Nick can run the point, and, and uh, Jashir is going to get a lot of time early. 
and showed me what I'm kind of looking for as guys with poise. It, it, it seemed like they're comfortable out there. And uh, he, he looked like it was just, you know, playing pickup ball and you got all these fans watching. That's what BYU needs, someone that can be a calming presence, can distribute the ball, can attack when necessary. I thought he looked tremendous. I mean, he li- lived up to the hype that I've heard about him this summer. All right, those are your numbers of note as BYU Blue defeats BYU White 88-68. to Postgame coverage coming up. We'll talk with a player and a coach as we continue from the Marriott Center here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, uh, soon to be joined by a player here courtside after the Cougar tip-off, 2017 version, BYU Blues 88 and the BYU Whites 68, our final score. Blues led by 21 at the break and do win this one by 20. They score 44 in each half. In fact, of the four halves of basketball between the two teams, 44 points was the point total in three of them as BYU Blue went 44 and 44. BYU White went 24 and 44. So that was the uh, so fours were wild tonight uh, as the Blues win it by uh, by 20. So I mentioned Elijah Bryant's eight assists a moments ago uh, on a 20.5 rebound eight assist night. Eli goes eight assists with zero turnovers. Joshir Hardnett goes seven assists and zero turnovers. So there were some turnovers to be had tonight, 22 of them, but none of them coming from the two point guards on either team. Well, I mean, that's part of, uh, I think, what we're talking about is to value the basketball and uh, to be able to play a certain way. And, I, you know, I, I loved watching Heath, Heath Schroyer. I'm not saying he's the cure-all for everything, but one time Nick took a shot with a hand on the face and clanked off the backboard, and Heath had a piece of paper in his hand, and he threw it over his head into the stands, and he was just <laughs> furious. And I, I, I'm just like, yes, yes, we need someone to be furious when a guy takes a stupid shot and have – have some accountability for that, and uh, I know that's not a tur- that's not turnovers, but I think that mindset is reflective of uh, uh, of the way BYU wants to play. Value the basketball, make smart decisions. You got guys running that position in Elijah and Jashir, and they're, they're going to make good decisions, and that that solves a lot of problems as a coach. Now, not to get too carried away on the intra squad game, but I just want to bring this number up because it's, uh, it's 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 somewhat noteworthy. Last year, BYU really struggled with the three point shot. Not only did they not make a lot, they didn't take a lot. And they didn't take a lot because they weren't making a lot. And it really wasn't unlike a a Dave Rose coach team that way. Three-point shooting uh, really hurt them. And Dave talked in the preseason how the math was killing BYU last year. They were trading twos for threes more often than not. We saw it was a problem with BYU. Yes, you had a very effective low-post score in Eric Mika. But it was almost that was what you had, and all, all of what you had was Eric with his two-point, you know, field goals, and the opponents just lighting BYU up from three. So, last year, BYU had nine or fewer threes in a game in 30 of 33 games. Now, average teams, you want to be in double figures in, in you know, at least you know, 10 or more threes, and BYU was at nine or fewer 30 times in 33 games. The three-point shot wasn't really a weapon for BYU so much so the season high. The high in threes made for BYU last year was 13 in that big win at Portland. That's a modest number for BYU. Tonight, it's intra-squad, it's blue-white, but that said, 16 threes are made tonight. Uh, 16 for 41 from the three-point line. And that's uh, that's a percentage you can live with, and the 16 is the the number I think that uh, stands out to me because it wasn't as if BYU was hunting threes and taking early shots and jacking up crazy shots. It seemed like what BYU did was relatively in the flow of a, of a, of a judicious and well-thought-out offense, and they still got 16 threes tonight. I don't necessarily love this, 
Greg, because I'm an old school guy, but the reality of it is college basketball and even you know, the, every, every level really is it's all about the three-point shot because it's super easy. I mean, it's easy. I, I go to my son's games, and 10-year-olds are lighting it up from the three. So it's, it's an easy shot, and teams shoot a lot of them. And like you said, the numbers, if you're a two-point shooting team, uh, if, if the team has a decent night, they don't have to shoot even better than you but because they get more points for when they make it. you know. So, uh, again, that goes back to the whole Eric Meek thing. Clearly, he's a tremendous player, and, and you're a minus without having him. But it will change the way BYU plays. It will be more in line with how college basketball plays. And I think BYU can be more successful uh, because of it. And it's going to spread the floor. And you've got more. It wasn't just Eric. It was Yoli was in there. She had two big guys. And it made it easy to guard the three-point shooters so you're not getting the looks. And the looks you do get, you're forcing. It can really spread it out. Different shooters, more shooters, more weapons, better looks at the shot. You're going to shoot a higher percentage. You get more points for it. I mean, it's almost a no-brainer, but it helps actually helps that Eric left to be able to, to, to do that. And I think that's the way Dave wants to play. Now, the 16 threes, yes, they came from two different teams tonight, but the bottom line is one team had 11, the other had five. But those 16 threes were from your guys. These are your guys shooting them. And uh, multiple players had multiple threes tonight. Uh, Zach, uh, Zach Selyus had a couple. Ryland had four. TJ had four. And Elijah Bryant had four. And Eli is putting on the headset and joining us here courtside after BYU's blue 88-68 to 68 win over the Whites tonight. I've tweeted about it. We've talked about it. We'll say it again as he puts it on the headset. Elijah Bryant was tremendous tonight. 20 points, 5 rebounds, 8 assists, all without a single turnover in 34 minutes of play. What a great shooting night. 7 for 10, 4 of 5 from 3, made his free throws, and more than anything else, just looked good and looked right tonight. Eli, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank the you. most important thing is you just look good again. You look right again. And I don't know that we ever got there last year just with your knees and maybe health-wise not getting to where you wanted to be. How good does it feel to kind of look and play like yourself again? Feels good, man. It was all a process. And I just had to get through the process and, and go through the trial. And now I'm, here I am. And hopefully I'm going to stay healthy and um, be able to help my team win games. How difficult was it for you last year giving your all but maybe not being exactly at 100% at any point? And were you ever maxed out last year health-wise? I don't think I was ever at 100%, but I couldn't let the guys know that. I think I just had to give what I can give every night in order to give the um, team a chance to, to win. And um, the place where I'm at right now, I think I'm in a really good place, almost back to where I need to be and ready to go down to New Mexico and get a win. Yeah, how much space is there between where you are now and 100% health-wise, do you think? You get close? Yeah, I think I got a little bit more. Uh, I think more of it's mental, just trying to get my mind to recognize that my um, leg is fine. So... A lot of that's just continue to play and um, be able to trust it. So it's been fun. Well, Eli, it was fun to watch you out there. It looked like you were having a good time playing, and uh, that's fun to see. Uh, you've been around for a long time now. This is the, the third year for you. You've seen a couple different teams. What? Tell us about this team. What makes uh, this team special, and what should we look for with this group? I think um, it's holding each other accountable. Uh, I think if we're able to do what we do in practice on an everyday basis in games, we'll win a lot of games. But I think um, when the lights come on, a lot of people like to change, you know. You, get, you decide, oh, it's the time for me to score. It's time for this. But you saw that. We stuck together, still running the system. And it's going to take time to learn. It's a new system. So um, I think tonight everyone played great um, with our concepts and defense. There's a lot of new concepts. you got to think about this. We started this summer learning a whole new system. So to, so to be where we are right now is um, a, big, a big step in our journey. 
But to shoot 60% as a team in this new system, things looked uh, comfortable, the pace felt right, didn't feel like shots were being hunted. It just looked like a, uh, like a team that has uh, been into this a, f a few more games than just simply a one intra-squad game. I thought it looked good tonight. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, Shoyer has a lot, of, a lot of play in that. I think just... On an everyday basis, don't get bored with the details, you know. Just carry out the same thing. It's 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 a very easy um, system when you when you actually learn it. So it's easy, really easy to get bored with it. So coach always talks about don't get bored with the details. So, and it's a lot easier as a rebounder to rebound when you know the shot's going up. I know there was sometimes last year didn't know when it was going up, but we expect the guys to shoot it when you're open, so guys are ready to rebound. So I think that's helped a lot with offense rebounding and defense rebounding as well. Yo leads the team tonight with 23 points. Early on, the white team knows the alley-oop's coming, right? But what do you do when it's Yo? I mean, I think you don't have a choice. I mean, they they teach us every single day to read that bottom of the eye and see what they're doing. And if it's Yo, you throw it up, and he's he's gonna get it. So I think just trusting the system. The big thing is just if a guy's if a guy's on and scoring, keep feeding him, keep feeding him, because eventually, in the whole realm of the game you're going to get more shots off that i think a lot of guys like oh he's scoring he's scoring oh no okay now it's my turn to score i think if we keep feeding that guy he's going to get stopped and then it's going to come to you you're going to shoot it and this is going to go around to everyone so i think this is a great system that we have built right now well eli we've got uh, a beautiful woman filming us here yeah. i know who she is because i follow you on social media stuff but you had another big uh Big event this summer, right? Yeah, I did. This is my beautiful wife right here filming. She's filming for our vlog. If you <laughs> haven't seen our vlog, check it out on YouTube. EB&J, like PB&J. So we just do funny videos, you know, memory stuff like that. But, yeah, this is my beautiful wife right here. Tell us her name when you got married. Uh, we got married August 18th, and her name's Janelle Bryant from Draper, Utah. Congratulations to you and to you for that, <laughs> by the way. Uh, the, the zero turnovers tonight on an eight assist night, whether you're conscious of it or not, uh, you and Josh here combined for 15 assists and zero turnovers this evening. I think the biggest thing is patience, man. I think last year we would get sped up and you, you get going so fast and you, just, you think you just need to throw the ball somewhere. And, then, and I think um, making teams guard for that long, like Saint, how St. Mary's does, it's not fun, you know? You get offense, you're not making guard for another 30 seconds, it's not fun. So this over a 40-minute period of a game, if you have to guard like that the whole time, it gets it's tiring. So I think just being patient, what's going to happen if I pick up the ball and I don't score off that? It's not going to be a turnover. We're going to get a better shot. But if I just pick it up and throw it somewhere, that's a turnover. So I think just realizing it and being more mature about it, realizing, oh, I'm not going to score but I'm going to give my team a better shot by picking the ball up. I think that's where I've matured a lot by watching last year and through all the trials I've been through. Great approach. Well, you talked about it a minute ago, Eli. New Mexico, two nights from tonight. Uh, it doesn't count per se, but it's high-caliber opposition in a great venue, and you guys get to see what you're made of here at the pit. Yeah, I think it's a big test for us. Um, they're a great team. I think we need to go in there focusing on us. We're trying to go in there and execute as best as we can, and we'll come out with the win if we execute how, how we should. So I think that it's more the focus needs to be more on us than them like i said they're a great team but when we focus more on us and not the opposition they have a better chance to win hey man it's gonna be fun i don't know if you've ever been there it's a cool place a lot of history and even as an exhibition i imagine new mexico fans are going to pack that place it's going to be a fun experience for you we're excited we're really excited well great night for you and the guys tonight maybe it's before you go uh who uh, maybe stood out to you beyond the obvious things that we talk about or talk about with points and whatnot who jumped out to you that said hey man this kid can play or, or this will be something fun to watch this year with us you brought you guys probably didn't see it as much uh today but dalton nixon man that guy you can't keep him off the glass he's back cutting every stunt and it's just 
it's a nightmare guarding him, you know. I mean, he he's as you see, you didn't see as much tonight, but then you have Jashir, he's he's impossible to stay in front of him without without fouling him. So I think those two guys, as well as all the other guys, they do plenty of good things, but you guys saw Jashir tonight and Dalton Nixon does a great job of staying on the offensive class and back cutting and stuff like that. But all our team, it's a team like the Warriors say, strength in numbers, so all of us are gonna be a big part in um, our success this year. You were at Elon when Dalton had his freshman year here, and we can already tell how much he's expanded his game from freshman year to sophomore. He's going to be good. I think you're right. Eli, great talk with you tonight. Thank you so much. And uh, great talk with your wife, too, I guess. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, watch for the vlog. It's uh, EB&J. EB&J. Yes? All right. Thank Perfect. you, Eli. Thank Coach you. is coming up next here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. All right, uh, back here courtside at the Marriott Center. Greg Rubel and uh, Mark Durant with you. Dave Rose uh, coming up shortly. He's talking with the assembled media back in the press room right now. So we'll either uh, get Dave after he's done that or another assistant if they're ready earlier. Either way, I think we're in our final segment of coverage here tonight uh, from the Marriott Center during our Cougar tip-off. We have one more break to go. One more break to go. So we'll talk a little bit here. We'll take that final break, and then we'll come back with the coach's comments and then wrap it up for good. Uh, Elijah Bryant, uh, man confidence oozing from him as he talked to postgame. Uh, different sound and different look tonight from last year. I think is going to be in good hands if he's the guy running, running the show at the point start the season. Yeah, I, I, again, we say this again, but it's blue and white game and it, it's hard to extrapolate too much from this, but uh, you know, my frustrations the past couple years, I'm hearing a lot of the things that are assuaging my concerns, and just that little interview that made me excited because it w- wasn't kind of the same old thing. You got, you got to do things differently, and uh, I think the Heath Troyer infusion will help. Uh, I don't think he's again the cure-all, but maybe a different mindset, a different intensity, uh, kind of a more patience, and uh, that makes me excited. And then to see it on the floor, I mean, it's one thing to talk about it, but then we saw it on the floor tonight, and uh, so a lot of good things to come from tonight. We'll see. I mean, going. I don't know how good New Mexico. They seems like they've been down the last couple of years, but you're going to pit, and like I said, there's going to be a lot of people there. That that'll be interesting, and that'll kind of tell me a lot where they're at right now. It's not determinative of the whole season, but we'll we'll learn a lot uh, this weekend, and that'll be fun for them to go down there and play in that environment because it, it is like no other place. If you were coaching BYU and putting together a starting five tonight to start the season, whether at the pit or when it gets underway for real, what what, what are you thinking? I think it's clear. Uh, that you're going with TJ and Nick because of their experience and they've proven themselves and Elijah, of course, and and Yoli is fantastic. And then uh, Zach Selyus, I think he's a nice complement to that group. Now, that's, again, I think Dalton Nixon proved that he's going to be a real part of this. And I think there's going to be a battle between Worthington and Dastrup to be in the mix. And Hartnett uh, is going to be there. Uh, as well. Uh, you're looking for three or four guys to plug into that starting five uh, as reserves. I, I think that's right. But that, I think the starting five, I mean, j- that just felt right. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's the right combination, and uh, that'll be the way they go. And I, Obviously, those things can change, but that's what I'm looking at. And you mentioned the next uh, four players, more than likely, in in Luke and Dalton, uh, Jashir and Peyton Dastrup. And that still leaves you the ability to play a Kajon Brown, play a Ryland Burgess and getting in out of 10 or 11 Guys who could do different th- things and bring different things to the table for you. So I think BYU will be plenty deep enough. I think we can already say, based on what we've seen and who these guys can be, they can be a deeper team than they were at any point last year. Some guys will step up. I mean, 
Talk about the Zach Selyus. That year, we didn't really think he'd be that important. Had had an amazing year. So maybe uh, Ryland will be that kind of guy, and he'll get an opportunity to prove it. And uh, and KB as well. Uh, he certainly has a great physique and athleticism, some strength that you could put on the floor in certain matchups. I mean, the guys will have the opportunity. Greg, that's the whole thing. Uh, is you got to when you get the chance you've got to come out and perform and build confidence in the coaches that was me as a freshman i thought well how can i help this team they got marty haas and andy toolson what can i do to earn time on the floor and i thought play defense like a crazy man and get rebounds and not make mistakes so the coaches don't have to worry about me being on the floor and 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 you get time that way that'll be the opportunity for these guys as well and some guys will step up when the opportunity is given. Other guys won't, but it'll all work itself out. They've, they've got enough tools that I feel really good about this team where they're going. And that's a formula, by the way, that Mark just talked about, has him third all-time in <laughs> BYU's career consecutive games played list. And uh, games played list has him in the top 15. And so just that attitude put you on the floor every night you were able to play at BYU. Never missed a game. I, I had one thought. I would look at the score when I went in the game, and I would look at it when I went out of the game. And it was all about were we better when I was on the floor. That's all I cared about. And, uh, I mean, I was extremely average. But you need you need the role player guys that will go and do the dirty work and make other guys better. And uh, I felt like that's who I was. And, and BYU needs a couple of – you don't need a lot. You just need a couple of those guys, and I, I, I like a couple of those guys that I saw. We'll come back after this here from Dave Rose and wrap up our coverage of the Cougar tip-off as we continue. BYU Blue 88 and BYU White 68, our final score. Greg and Mark, we're back with you after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Blue 88 and BYU White 68, our final score tonight. And BYU, two nights from tonight, we'll do it against other opposition. The New Mexico Lobos will provide the opposition as the Cougars go down to the pit, now known as Dream Style Arena, formerly known as Wise Pies Arena. You know, back in our day, Mark, it was just the pit. What? Why? What? It was Wise Pies Arena. Oh, it was a pizza man. place. It was Wise Pies Arena for a while. What's and then, Louisville's? It's like the same Yum Yum. It's the Yum Center, the KFC <laughs> Yum Center. We did a game in the Yum Center. Yeah. So, uh, Dream Style, the Pit, then Wise Pies Arena, then Dream Style Arena, and that's where the Cougars and Lobos will play on uh, on Friday night. Coach Dave Rose is uh, taking a seat here courtside. We'll get Coach Rose's comments before we wrap it up here. For the night on this Cougar tip-off night, the fans coming down to meet the players at floor level right now, a traditional part of the Cougar tip-off. Dave Rose has just finished with the media in the back room. We'll be putting on the headset momentarily as he greets the Jackson Emery to our right. Tonight, leading scorer on the night was Yoli Childs, 23 points. Elijah Bryant with 20. TJ Haas with 20. Those were blue scores uh, for the whites. It was Dalton Nixon, 19. Luke Worthington, 16. Hardnett, 14. And Bergerson, 12. Those were the leading scores for the white team. So we got it all over the place tonight. And uh, I just uh, just really felt good about what we saw tonight. We'll see how Dave Rose felt about things. We feel pretty good about it. I hope Dave Rose feels good about it, too, because we saw a lot of exciting and encouraging things in the Cougar tip-off. Dave, are you pleased? Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually really pleased. I think that... Uh there was a lot of really good things that we can build on here. Uh, these games are hard to play, and um, I thought our guys stayed within themselves. And, and there's a lot of new concepts that we're, we're really trying to work on and become a, a better half-court offensive team. 
I think we got the ball side to side to side and got some, you know, really good shots. The efficiency in the first half of the blue team was, you know, un- unbelievable. And, and uh, you know, it, it's a hard game. It's the last game every year where you really are upset on every play, you know, because you when you made when you you know you're rolling and we're throwing alley oops and you're excited for that pass and that timing and the delivery and then you're upset at the the two guys that are defending it, you know. So uh, that'll be that'll be the last night we have to worry about that. But uh, I uh, I like the feel of the game. I, I like the uh, you know the way that uh, both teams had guys that kind of rose up and stood out and performed really well, really effective. And we didn't really have anybody that was kind of just putting their hand da- down and thinking about themselves. So a lot, of, a lot of things to get better on. But for us and what we're trying to do. Uh, I think it was a pretty good start. You take the two main point guards in Eli and Josh Shear, and you're going to find 15 assists and zero turnovers. Yeah, uh, and and you know the ability, you know, and then you take uh, you know TJ's three assists in there, and and it, it, there's a lot of guys that can have the ball in their hands and make good plays. I and mean, you take the blue team, and and you know Peyton kind of got <laughs> kind of lost in there, fouled and, and and turned it over a few times, and you take those kind of 13 possessions off. And that's a that's a group that really came together well. And Peyton Peyton has played really well in practice, but he just you know he he just needs to get a little more physical, a little more engaged, a little more comfortable because he is really skilled. And hopefully we can find a way to really use him. What about some of these uh, the new guys, uh, Jashir and uh, Kajan and uh, uh, Ryland? Maybe you could we, we we just haven't we don't know much about them. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about their game. Well, the way we split it up, um, you know, I decided that I wanted to have the guys that have returned from last year's team kind of play together, and then bring all the the missionaries and the new guys, Ryland and Jashir and Kajan, and and put them on uh, a group, and then just see how. Uh, that group would actually perform if they would stay in themselves, or if they'd all try to go out there and try to prove that, you know, they should, they should, the, you know, they should be a starter or whatever the situation is. And and that's what I was pleased with the most with the blue, with the white team is that they ran our stuff, they played within themselves. Uh, defensively in the first half, it was really hard to guard that blue team. They fouled a little more than they should have. But Nick, I mean, I think that uh, Jashir can really complement, you know. Nick's game and TJ's game and Eli's game, plus those post guys, he can get past guys and get guys open shots. Cajon is a physical defender who can score. You know, he didn't, he didn't shoot the ball maybe as well as he's capable tonight. Uh, and then Ryland, Ryland, you know, made some shots, which is good. A guy, a guy with size uh, that can guard that position, but then can also space the floor and. And make shots, and you know the three things we're really trying to emphasize on the defensive end, and that's what will make us upset watching film tonight. Is we don't want to give up layups, and we don't want to give up threes, and we don't want to foul, and those are really, you know, uh, core, you know, kind of absolutes that we're really trying to work on. And those things, when we actually evaluate that, I think that you know there's some real improvement we can make there. Dalton Nixon scored 19. Luke Worthington scored 16. Both guys appear to have done some good things with their game since you last saw him play for you. Yeah, and then yeah, I think you add Zach to that group because to me it's we're trying to get help from that missionary class and we're trying to get help from you know the new recruits the newcomer class. and yeah. 
And when you when you look at those, you know, those six guys. Two groups I mean, of three, right? Yeah. yeah. Those six guys actually really gave us some good, you know, good looks tonight. And, you know, this has turned into kind of an interesting, you know, we've always had every from year to year we're putting a new team together, a new group together. But now we, we've got another addition. We've got the missionaries returning that have played a year and the retition missionaries that are returning that have still yet to make the high school to college adjustment. Gavin and, and know, those Connor guys. Connor there, there's yeah. a, and it's a real thing. I mean, TJ was tremendous last year coming in and stepping in for not having ever played, serving those, taking those two years off. So, But those three guys, I expect them to come back and to be good. Their bodies are good. Uh, their conditioning is good. And I, I, you saw tonight exactly what Dalt and Luke have been doing the last three weeks in practice for us. And it was good to see it happen with the lights on out there. And then Zach's, Zach's ability to – we kind of played him a little bit out of position tonight trying to make the rosters work. But, uh, you know, he, he's got a real knack to be able to score at the basket. He's got a knack to backdoor and catch and finish. And we all know he's a really good three-point shooter. So uh, I like those three and how they really – uh, just kind of stepped in and, and, and just performed well in what isn't, you know, a real pressure situation, but it is different. It's different from the practices that we've been through, and uh, and it's good to see him come out, put some people in the stand, put referees on the floor, keep score, and watch him execute. So Eric is uh, not here. I don't have to tell you that, but how does the offense uh, change without a, kind of a dominant center? Obviously, Yoli's awesome, but he's a little bit not not your prototypical big giant center in there. How does how's your offense change without Eric? Well, I, I think the most important thing is that we get a physical presence in there on the defensive end, and I think we've got enough bodies to be able to do that. On the offensive end, I think it's it's really important to have a group of post guys who can really complement your guards and their game and how they play. And I believe that this group can really complement these guards. It's just, you know, they can step out on the perimeter, set a hard screen, roll to the basket, catch, finish, trying to make it easier on the post. I mean, we, we left Eric out there in some pretty tough spots last year, just isolated, trying to make his own play. And, and I think that we can work this thing better. Uh, we want to be a better half-court offensive team, and I think what that means is our ability to execute late in the shot clock. Um, and it's not doesn't mean we're always going to play late in the shot clock, but we all know when when you get late in the year and everybody knows each other and we've seen everything that you know you, you need to get better uh, on the offensive end as the clock ticks down. And I think that we show some signs of that, uh, making variety of different plays late in the shot clock or later in the shot clock. And then we got open shots. I mean, guys took open shots. You can you can probably go through the film, and, and we won't count a lot of just, you know, bad shots where, where guys just, you know, that's not acceptable. That's not what we want. Uh, there'll be some questionable things. But for the most part, I think we, we, we looked for that next guy even when we weren't run off, when, when, we, when, we, didn't, when we could have made the play, but we knew we had a better one. Well, they've called it different things over the last few years, but it's still always going to be the pit, and you're going to be yeah. there in two nights taking on New Mexico. Yeah, and, it, you know, the guys, are, they're excited for that. I mean, I had a couple guys during the game, you know, saying, hey, man, it's time to play. This is awesome. We've got a game on Friday, and, and uh, you know, we don't really know what to expect. We, we don't have any film on them, and we've, we've kind of tried to get a scouting report a little bit, but 
it'll be way more about us. I actually believe, you know, we'll get out here tomorrow after class. Got two groups that are flying down commercial, which is different for us uh, later in the afternoon because they need to go to school. So, um, but when we get down there, we'll practice, you know, in the daytime or daydream or what? Dream style. Dream style. Dream style arena. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but then we'll go back to the hotel and we'll watch this film right here and try to get better, get ourselves better, have a normal game day on Friday, and then look forward to, you know, tipping it up and, and seeing what we can do. And it'll be good to have all the guys on the same bench. Yeah. Well, it's your first night on the headset here. We'll do it many, many more times in the months to come. And it's great to have you back, Dave. And I'm excited for the season to be talking to you and uh, to be getting going here. It's great. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. I'm, I'm excited to get going. I, I like to feel the night, and hopefully we can build on it. All right, safe travels. Okay, thanks, thanks Dave. That's Dave Rose, and that's going to wrap it up for our postgame coverage of the Cougar tip-off 2017 version here at the Marriott Center where the BYU Blues defeat the Whites by a score of 88-68. to Thanks to Dave Rose, to Elijah Bryant, and to all those who listened out there in the Cougar Nation. Our thanks to our control board operator, Carter Malloy, to our network manager, Mike Tingle, and our coordinating producer, Dave Shook, to ESPN 960 and to BYU Radio, and to intern Tanner, Tanner Wilkinson, who was our statistician tonight. And for my color commentary colleague, Mr. Mark Durant. Mark, we did it again. We started another season together, 21. Yeah, man, hard to believe it's here, but uh, let's, I mean, it's fun. Fun night, and good to see some guys back, and good to see some new guys, and the guys that were here looked great. And so all positive vibes, weird things can happen. A lot of things can happen, and we'll see what happens. But as far as tonight, a very successful night, and uh, it was a lot of fun. We will not be with the guys when they go to the pit on Friday night, but we'll uh, we'll eagerly await the result there. Then Mark and I will be back with you a week from tonight as the Cougars open their exhibition season with uh, Westminster College here. That's next Wednesday, November 1st. So for all the aforementioned, including Mark, my name is Greg Rubel, saying in the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU Basketball on the new skin. BYU Sports Network, good night and so long from Provo, Utah.